Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 172 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and today is a celebration on this podcast because it is officially four years old, Starting the Conversation. My baby is growing up. Is a four-year-old a toddler? I think. I now have a toddler. And also we have reached an incredible milestone, which is 100,000 downloads. We tipped over the 100K mark um, across January and I just couldn't quite believe it. I knew we'd been creeping up to that number for a while, but when I logged into our hosting software and saw it, I was like... This is wild. And for a while, it didn't really sink in. And I had to look up what 100,000 people actually looks like and imagine that that many people had just attended one podcast episode. And I was like, my tiny mind is officially blown. This is amazing. So we're celebrating today. Four years of podcasting, 100,000 downloads. The podcast is back. Have you missed it? Probably not, because nobody really notices when anyone else is gone. But when we're gone, we think that everyone notices. Anyway, the podcast has been a little bit inconsistent the last few months. I could sit here and tell you every reason why, but that is not important. Because the important thing is, is that the podcast is back. It's going to be back every single Tuesday in your ears, delivering the honest conversations, the actionable expertise, and hopefully just the kind of nice company that you have been used to getting from this podcast um, whilst you're running the incredible business or the incredible businesses that you run. Now, as it is a day of celebration, I thought I would make this episode a reflective one. I didn't want to just come back and kind of pretend that nothing had happened because it's been a while and it's the four-year birthday and it's 100,000 downloads. So I thought, let's look back and make this an episode where I look back over the last four years of podcasting and share with you the four main lessons it's taught me about effective marketing. 172 episodes in, it is safe to say I have learned a lot by hosting this podcast. It began as something that I just kind of thought of one day. I remember sitting down and thinking, I'd love to create something which helps people who are in my position, you know, young, new to business, to see what it's all about, to understand other people's stories, to be inspired. And initially I wanted to create a video series. Then I realized that was a little bit complicated. So I was like, let's dial it back and make a podcast. And it was as simple as that. That is where this podcast began. And four years on, it is such a fundamental part of both of my businesses now. Like I started this podcast with one business. I now have two. Like it has truly seen everything grow and evolve. And it's not only seen that growth, but it's played a really fundamental role in that growth. I have no doubt, and I say this with complete confidence, that I would not be where I am now in terms of the businesses that I run, the people that I'm connected with, the things that I get to do if it were not for this podcast being hosted. I've often said like the best thing I ever did for my business was begin this podcast because it's just been an amazing way for me to grow, for me to connect with you, my audience, my community, for me to learn lessons, for me to build my network. Like this podcast has been such a gift and I want to reflect on what this podcast has held over the last four years and share with you four of the lessons that I hope whatever kind of market you do, you can take. I didn't want this to just be about podcasting itself because I know podcasts aren't for everyone. So I'm taking from this podcast four of the lessons that I feel are applicable to any kind of marketing, any kind of creating content showing up online. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is four years of podcasting and what that has taught me about effective marketing. 
So lesson number one is that passion is important. This might sound like an odd one to begin with, but honestly, you loving the content that you're creating should be the first most important thing. I think in business, it can be easy to go into something thinking about, okay, what is it gonna do for others? Or even what is it gonna do for my business? Like, let's get really strategic and intentional with it. And don't get me wrong, those conversations, those questions, those thoughts, they're really important. But I think before we get to thinking about what it's gonna do for others and what it's gonna do for our businesses, we first wanna think, well, what do we want it to do for us? I'm a big believer that in business, if we are not feeling fulfilled creatively, we are not gonna bring our best and our business isn't gonna be the best for other people. I run my business for the way that it supports other entrepreneurs, but I know that it needs to work for me first in order for it to work for others in the most impactful way possible. When you love what you're creating, you bring your best to it. When you love what you're creating, you show up for it consistently regardless of the response that it's getting. When you love what you're creating, you bring something that feels truly different because you bring what you want to bring. If you're thinking about doing something new, showing up on a new platform or just refreshing your content wherever it may be, start by thinking about what is it that you want to create? What feels important to you? What are you passionate about bringing to the space that you're in? What conversations excite you? What would make you want to sit down and create content or press record? Start with that. Then once it feels exciting to you and your passion feels like it's reflected within it, great, bring that strategic arm in. Then start questioning, okay, how is this gonna serve other people? How can this be best positioned so that people really wanna engage with this? How can this be really strategic for my business? What is this gonna do to help me reach the vision and the goals that I have? Think about those strategic things, but first of all, make sure that you feel excited. My excitement is my first and most important measure with anything. If I want to do something new, the first thing I ask myself is, does this feel exciting? Because I know if it feels exciting, I'm going to bring my best. And even if I'm doing it for others and not for me, I know that by me loving it, I'm going to bring my best and it's going to help others in the best way possible. So lesson number one, your passion and excitement is important. Make sure that what you're creating feels aligned with what it is that you want to be doing. I began this podcast just because I woke up one day and thought, damn it, like I wish there was more conversations out there which were just honestly depicting what it's like to grow and run a business. Like I created what it was that I wanted to consume and I've done that since. This podcast has evolved a lot from where it was four years ago. If you dare go and listen to episode number one and the the first few weeks, you'll hear that the concept, the way that this podcast is presented, it's changed. And the biggest reason that it's changed is because it's followed my passion and followed my interest. I have made sure that the number one thing this podcast is doing is that it's creatively fulfilling me because I know that when that box is ticked, every other box of making an impact, of being strategic for my business, of helping me to grow is going to be so much easier achieved. So that's the first thing I'd say, whatever kind of content you're creating, make sure it feels exciting for you and make sure you're passionate about it. Ask yourself the question, what do I I want to create? What excites me? What would I create if I wasn't thinking about algorithms or I wasn't thinking about what other people would think? Let yourself dream and then take it from there. 
The second lesson that this podcast has taught me is that you do not need all the tech, all the knowledge, or all of the confidence. I began this podcast with a 50 pound microphone. In fact, I am still recording on a 50 pound microphone. Free software that I downloaded online and figured out how to use via YouTube and graphics that I made myself, I'm pretty sure, in Canva. Good old Canva, love Canva. It was a very humble beginning for the podcast, but you know what? It did the job. In business, and we can apply this to so many areas, not just content and especially not just podcasting, it can be so easy to wait until you feel quote unquote ready, until you have enough knowledge, until you have the best tech, until you feel confident enough. And I just want to tell you, if you keep waiting until you're ready, you're going to be waiting a while. So much of showing up online is accepting that you're not going to get it right from day one. And in fact, you're likely never going to feel like you get it right. You just keep bringing your best with what you've got and learning as you go. Start with what you have and let it grow from there. If I had waited until I could afford what I thought I needed from a setup, then I would have never started my podcast. Or if I'd waited until I had the finances to hire an editor and not do it myself, it probably wouldn't have ever began. I had to start with what I had and then let it all upgrade from there. And I think you can apply this not just to marketing, but to so many areas of business. I see it when people are in the real early days of business and looking to invest in tools and systems. Sure, if you have the capacity to invest in really high spec stuff from day one, like go for it, I'm not judging that at all. But don't feel the pressure to begin where a lot of people are, you know, two to three years in. Start with what you have, be open to that being enough and let it upgrade as you go. I've actually gone the other way with this podcast where over the years I've gone for more expensive microphones and then I've scaled back to my little blue snowball 50 pound mic, which is actually cheaper than the one that I first began with a few years ago because hello inflation. And it does the job. Like let what you have now be enough. Stop waiting to be ready because you're not gonna be ready. You've just got to begin. Now, on the note of the technical side of podcasting, you may have tuned into this episode being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna learn all about like how to actually start and run a podcast. And if you're interested in that, maybe I can do a specific episode on it. I just wanted to make sure that this episode was applicable to as many different business owners and types of content as possible. But if you are interested in the technical side of podcasting, I am gonna link a blog post below in the show notes. Um, I wrote it a while ago, so I will give a, a double to make sure it still feels relevant. Um, But it's sharing all of the technical sides of starting a podcast. So if you're sat here thinking, Alice, you've already sold me, I wanna start my own podcast. I don't know how, check the show notes, have a read of that blog post and that should give you a really good place to start because I promise you can begin with what you have. It is fantastic to strive for excellence, to want something to be of the best quality ever, but let's learn to find the equilibrium point between excellence and perfection, right? Like wait, that's wrong, not excellence and perfection. Find the equilibrium point between just getting it done and aiming for it to be perfect, right? If you aim for it to be perfect, it's never gonna get done. If you just get it done, it may not be as good as it could be. So try and balance the two. Yes, make it as great as it can be. You know, if you need to re-record something a couple of times to really get it right, go for it. I would be fibbing if I said I didn't do that with most of my content. Most of what you read, listen to, see is take two or three from me, but I know when to stop re-recording and when to just let it be. So try not to be that really harsh critic of yourself and understand that lesson number two, you do not need all the tech, all the knowledge or all of the confidence in order to start. 
Now this really links with my next point because my third lesson that this podcast has taught me about marketing is that you find your voice by using it and you're not necessarily gonna have that total clarity and confidence from day one. It is safe to say I have improved a lot as a podcaster and as a podcast host since this podcast began. Uh, If my editor can add this in, Uh, I would like you to just quickly listen to a couple of seconds, maybe the intro uh, of my first ever podcast episode uh, four years ago, just so you can listen to what I actually mean by this point. Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. So hopefully you get a bit of what I mean there. I not only sound like a four-year-old American girl, so I literally have found my voice by physically using it, um, but you'll also hear from that intro that the way that I talk about this podcast and the concept itself has been found and improved since I began. I didn't wait until I felt like a really confident, good podcast host. And I didn't wait until I knew I had a concept that was gonna be the best thing ever. I started with what I had. That was my good enough. You know, as much as that Alice of four years ago absolutely cringes me out, I kind of love her. Cause I'm like, you used what you had. You showed up with your weird little voice that was four pitches higher than it was in real life. And you did your thing and you let yourself learn by taking action. I'm a big believer in business and this is especially true in marketing that the best way to learn is to do. Now, there are so many reasons that we don't wanna do that. More often than not, it's because we're looking at people that are three chapters in when we're on page one. You might be listening to this podcast and thinking, gosh, Alice just sounds so natural and confident and clear. And I, you know, maybe you're not sat thinking those things. Maybe you're like, this is an awful podcast. But if you are thinking those very generous thoughts, know that those things were not necessarily true from day one. I had to learn those things. I had to figure out how to be my kind of podcast host. I had to figure out, okay, this is what a good podcast looks like for me. And I had to nurture those skills. I think one of the most detrimental things we can do to ourselves in business is assume that what is a skill is more of a natural born trait. If I decided, okay, being a good speaker, being a podcast host, that is something you're just naturally born with. You know, those people that I listen to who have amazing podcasts, like they just woke up one day and they already had it, but they didn't. It was a skill. It was something that they had to do. It was a muscle that they had to exercise that got stronger as they used it. And this podcast is an amazing example of that. If you need more examples, go and listen back to my early episodes. They're not bad episodes by any means. I I still agree with so much of what's in them. I still think it's great content, but you can hear in the way that I'm presenting that there is so much that I've had to learn just by doing. So take the messy action, gather the clarity that you've got now and be ready for most of the clarity to come from taking that action and learning as you go. Know that people are not watching you as closely as you think. We all assume that we are the center of everyone else's universe. I know we do, we've all got ego. And we think that everyone is watching what we're doing so closely, but they're just not. We're also wrapped up in our own stuff. We are not analyzing each other. And you know what that is? That's not a negative thing. That's an incredible permission slip for every single one of us to just do what we wanna do. So few people are laying awake at night. In fact, not so few, no people are laying awake at night thinking about what you're doing and analyzing your every move. So take that as a permission slip to just go for it. 
Start with what you have and be ready for the lessons to come. I'm so glad that I began my podcast four years ago when I had no audience because it was such a safe space. I appreciate when you've already got an audience, it feels like there's an expectation there. So that's why I'm saying, yes, aim for excellence, do the best you can, but there has to be a point where you just kind of let yourself go for it and do it. If you ever need a reminder of this in action, scroll back on other people's Instagram grids. Look at the old content they were posting where perhaps their voice wasn't as strong as it is now, or their audience wasn't as engaged, or their visuals weren't as slick as they now are. Sometimes as humans, we just need that visual reminder, don't we, that everyone else is human as well. And no one else woke up on chapter 10, really established and ready to go. We all had to start from the start. We all had the awkward toddler stages where you're finding your feet. But you know what? I think that's part of the fun. That's the part in business that I really love. As soon as I start feeling that kind of confidence and ease, you best believe I'm on to the next thing. Because for me, it's those toddler phases where you're just feeling so unsure and you're taking messy action and you're making it up as you go along. That's the bit that I really live for. And a huge part of this, you know, that idea of finding your voice by using it is being really open to the evolution that's going to come as you go. When I started this podcast four years ago, it had a, quite a different concept to what it has now. And it's had very different concepts over the years. And I'm not ashamed of that. I have let this podcast evolve based off of the lessons that I've learned and based off of what I have noticed as I've gone. Don't box yourself in. Don't say, okay, it has to be like this because this is what I'm thinking now. You know, start with what you've got. And as I've said, probably about 20 times already in in this episode, let it go from there. So that's lesson number three. You find your voice by using it and you can apply that to any kind of skill set, anything that feels new. The best way to get good is to get going. Wow, I should put that on a a post-it note or something. (laughs) Just made that up on the spot. Anyway, my fourth lesson that this podcast has taught me, fourth and final, uh, is that, and you're going to all roll your eyes when you hear this because you've probably heard it 10 times before and none of those times has probably been from me. Consistency is key. I'm never going to stop banging this drum because it really is true. The equation to growth, to any kind of change, to getting anything anywhere, is taking action that is aligned with your vision, but then, really important next step, doing that consistently. I genuinely believe consistency is the one common denominator that you can spot in any kind of successful person out there, whether you're looking at business owners, you're looking at sports people, you're looking at, well, politicians is a an interesting example to bring into that mix. We're going to take them off the list. But anyone that you really look up to, I'm going to bet that consistency is something that you can draw from their habits and from the way that they've shown up. And this podcast is a living example. Maybe it's not living. Is this podcast alive? I treat it like it's alive. I talk about it like it's a four-year-old toddler. So yes, this podcast is a living example of the lesson that consistency is key. You cannot do something once or for one week or even for one month and go, okay, that wasn't working for me. I'm going to stop. You've got to give it the consistency it deserves before you start judging whether it's a success or not. When I started this podcast four years ago, I remember sitting down and committing to doing it for six months. It was at the same time when I had decided I was going to start doing email marketing. And for both of those platforms, email and podcast, I said to myself, I am going to do both of these things consistently. I'm going to show up every week to the best of my ability for six months. The reason that I gave myself that time-oriented goal is because I knew 
the metrics and the results weren't necessarily going to come in right away. I understood that marketing and especially those platforms were likely going to be slow burners, especially because I didn't really have an audience at the time. I was really starting from zero. And I knew that if I was wanting to get it anywhere that wasn't zero, I was going to need to give it more consistency than my emotions wanted to. Our brains are kind of hardwired to pick the easy route. So if we're doing something that isn't yet getting us a result that we want, it's going to jump to the conclusion pretty quickly, hey, we should stop doing this. And sometimes that's useful of our brains. You know, it's helping us to be more efficient. Sometimes, and this is especially true when it comes to marketing, it means that we stop doing the thing or we change the plan before we've actually given it a chance. I committed to six months of this podcast and I said to myself, hey, if we get to six months and I'm hating it and no one else is listening and it's not working, no worries, I can stop. But I'm not going to stop for six months. My measure of success for the first six months was solely am I showing up every week? It wasn't how many people are downloading. It wasn't how many clients this is getting me. It was solely am I showing up consistently? And that is something I encourage every client, every student, anyone that I talk to about goal setting with is when you are first working towards a new goal or a new thing, whatever it might be, let your first focus be not about the results that it gets, but the consistency that you put in. Measure your success in the early days by how much action you're taking, not by how much of a result that action is giving you back. And I'm not saying this to kind of ignore the metrics and do things, you know, that maybe aren't working for us. When I got to that six month point, that was when I started to think more about, okay, let's think more strategically here. How is this working? You know, I've given it this consistency. Now I can judge it a little bit more fairly. And you best believe now the stats are something I track incredibly closely, but I had to give it the consistency to get it to that point. Let me give you an example here. I checked this yesterday. For the first eight months, this podcast got an average of 180 downloads a month. So about 200, if you're looking across the board, so about 200 downloads a month for the first eight months, right? And that might sound like, you know, that that's still a number of people, but that's about 50 downloads a week. Probably about 10 of those downloads a week were me, probably another 10 were my mum. It's not a huge amount of people, right? 200 downloads a month for eight months. Then one year on, in February, when would it have been? 2019, this podcast got 2,000 downloads in one month. So it went from 200 downloads a month to 2,000 downloads a month. But that wasn't overnight. That wasn't month one to month two. That was month eight to month 12. I talk a lot with my clients about building momentum, about the concept of it being harder to get the traction in the early days. But once you start building the traction, it begins to build itself. This podcast is a great example of that. You know, that first year, it mustn't have got more than a few thousand downloads. And now... I think in the last year, or even definitely in 2020, got about 40,000 downloads. That's so much growth. You know, that's exponential. That's not it going up incrementally every single month. That's those first eight months of consistency building the momentum to then make it grow at that higher rate. And this is why my first point was that you need to make sure that you feel passionate about it and that it excites you. If what you're creating doesn't feel good for you, if you're not motivated to create it, if you don't want to make it, you're going to find it really hard to be consistent. It's not impossible to be consistent. You know, I'm consistent with tasks that I really don't enjoy, like accounting. That's more because I have to do it than it's a choice. If you're really not enjoying it, it's so hard to be consistent because what's your motivation? If you pick something that you really love, 
hey, it's a joy to say, great, I get to do this for six months and not care about the results and the metrics. Now, six months might not be the time frame that's right for you. I know that if I was starting a podcast now with an audience, I would have a shorter time frame on that. But you'll probably know in your head, like when you're starting something new, what level of consistency, what commitment of time is gonna keep you focused on consistency. I'm gonna share over on Instagram some of those stats. I am not afraid of sharing the numbers, you know me. If I can let you into the behind the scenes of anything to provide you with the kind of reality of marketing and business than I absolutely will. Just to show you more of what that growth has looked like. Because yes, this podcast is great now, but it didn't start great. And if you take anything from this episode, let it be a reminder of that. Like you have to start with what you've got, but it's amazing where something can go from there. Like the me of four years ago had no clue that this podcast would turn into what it is today. Like this podcast has had sponsorship. It's been nominated for awards. It has connected me with now some of my closest friends. It has gained me most of my amazing clients. Like I could have never imagined that this podcast would turn into this, but it has. And the only way that it's got here is that I just started four years ago. I just began. I just said, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm going to Google the heck out of this and then I'm going to go from there. And whatever kind of content you're creating, whatever kind of marketing you're doing, I think that's something we can all learn from. You know, four years on, the space is different. There's more noise. feels like there's more pressure, more expectation, but let's remember what it's really about. It's just creating a space where you can bring what's on your heart and what feels exciting to you. And if I can add in a bit of a bonus lesson, maybe this is a lesson number five, sneakily. It's that for me, it has been so nice. And nice really does feel like the best word to describe this. To have a place where I can just go deeper, speak with more nuance and really gather like my most engaged audience away from social media. I am not a basher of social media. I feel like, especially at the moment, it feels like there's a lot of negative talk about Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, whatever it might be. And like, they have their flaws, but... For me, one of my biggest challenges with social platforms is they just don't allow for nuance. They feel so like, you know, you've got to give a headline and that's it. And I really struggle with that. Like the work that I do is conversations. Like I sit down and I have hour long conversations with my clients. Those can't, you know, necessarily be fully reflected or captured or understood in a quick Instagram story or a flashy Instagram graphic. And I love Instagram for a lot of things, but what I love this podcast for in the way it sits alongside my Instagram is that it's a place where I can really just go deeper. It's a place that doesn't feel like it has many boundaries or many constrictions. Constrictions? Is that the right word? Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's rules. Like I can I can present this podcast how I want. It's a place that I can bring a bit more nuance. It feels like it can hold more mature conversations. I can bring more to it. And also it's an amazing way, just thinking more strategically for the people who are most engaged, you, my brilliant, brilliant podcast listeners who I cannot thank enough, to gather you. Like, I love having this space. It feels safe. It feels nice. It's just so refreshing to have this space. And if you are someone who has like slightly fallen out in love with your marketing or you just struggle with everything being so socials based, let me encourage you to think about how other platforms that aren't social media like a podcast, like a blog, like a video series, like email marketing, and not only really strategic because it duplicates your audience, it gives you more touch points, it brings more sustainability in, but it's also just really nice to have because it gives you space where more often than not, you will feel that you can better show up. You can better reflect your interests. You can better bring the kind of conversations 
that you want to have. If you've heard me talk about marketing strategy before, you'll know I am a big believer in seeing things as a kind of ecosystem, looking at multiple platforms working together. It's not just one thing doing everything, but they all bring something different to the table. And that is a massive thing that this podcast has brought. So actually on that note, I wasn't going to talk about this, but if you are interested in refining your marketing strategy and better understanding how all of those pieces of the puzzle can fit together and perhaps how for you your strategy could be working better for you and in turn your business and your audience I'm going to be hosting a course very soon it's going to be launching at the end of this month that's called strategy in a month it is very obvious, does what it says in the tin. Across the month of March, we will be pulling together a marketing strategy, whether you've got one and you're refining it or you're starting from scratch, that really serves you. The point of a marketing strategy is not to tick a box and feel like you've done something fancy. The point of a strategy is that it helps you to show up consistently. So what we'll be doing across March is we'll be working through step-by-step what that's gonna look like. So we'll look at the foundational elements, making sure you're really clear on the purpose of your marketing, the mission that you're showing, up with the messaging of your business then we'll look at really effective content what does it look like for you to sell your products or services through content and then we'll slot that into platforms okay where does it make most sense for you to show up and then how can we look at finally implementation to make sure that you are as set up as you can be to consistently be creating this content i hope what you've taken from this episode is something that you can bring into your marketing something that's going to help you move forwards but if you're really keen to kind of learn more in that more guided setting um head to the show notes there's a waitlist that's currently live and then as I said it will be launching later in the month but I didn't even mean to talk about that that just came up because we were talking about marketing strategy so apologies but it is going to be a really great offering it's going to be crazy accessible um, because it's something I believe every business can benefit from having and not enough people do I would say in the right way just because I think sometimes it's a tick box exercise. Anyway, I am rambling now. I've obviously forgotten how to host a podcast that you're meant to have like a strong ending. I hope you've enjoyed this. It's felt so nice to be back. This has felt really natural to record, which for me, circling back to point one is so important. So I hope this has been an enjoyable listen. I hope you can take something from this that helps you move your marketing forwards in some way. I hope you found this encouraging. Um, I will be back every single Tuesday. So... Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast um, so that you don't miss out. I've got some really exciting plans for the podcast this year. One that may involve it turning into more of a video format and some amazing guests being in those videos. So watch this space is all I'm going to say, but I'll be back in your ears next Tuesday. I'm going to have to not say see you next Tuesday because that's going to be problematic. I've never released on a Tuesday before. So this is going to be a new, a new thing to work around. I'll be back in your ears next Tuesday. Let's put it that way. Um, and I hope you have the best week. Big love. Thank you for listening and happy four years to starting the conversation. What a four years it's been. Here's to the next four. Peace out. 